0: Are you ready for some Frazier? Welcome to the world's only Frasier podcast that has the word Sideshow and Fraser in it. Uh, I can't guarantee that forever. Someone could easily name their podcast whatever they wanted. Fraser Sideshow. Exactly. That could happen next week, and I'd have no way of stopping that person. Uh, That other voice you heard there is Jordan Wilson. I'm Steve Shackelford. Jordan, uh, big TV fan, wearing a Baywatch TV shirt today. I got the Hoff looking at me. Yeah, I don't like red T-shirts very much, but this one's okay. What is it against red? Do you feel like a Target employee, or is it more the devil? I guess it's the devil, Steve. Oh, okay. (laughs) I guess it's El Diablo. El Diablo. I never thought about it. Interesting. I mean, I like red shirts around Christmas. I would put on a red sweater. I just,
1: nice. I just never feel like I look my best in red. I mean, you don't look. I'm, not, best a la- I'm not a
0: lady in red.
1: Lady in
0: red. That's beautiful. Is that the one, that's or funny. did I mess it up? No, that's it. Who did that? Is that like Lionel Richie, or who did Lady in Red? Meatloaf? Oh, I don't think it was Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Verify who did Lady and Red I don't believe it was Meatloaf. It might have been Meatloaf.
1: Uh, I mean they, who'd you
0: say first? Lionel Richie, but I don't think that's correct either. I think it's just some rando white dude. Is it it's not Richard Marks. It's probably somebody we've never heard of.
1: Chris Deb Chris Debr Deburg.
0: <laughs> that's the thing. I was like, I think it's somebody rando. DeBurg. Sorry, Sorry Chris DeBurg. DeBurg. Um, I feel bad for you, Mr. DeBerg. I didn't expect to talk about you today, so I don't have a big backstory on you or know much about Mr. DeBerg. I don't have a great signal in here. I wanted to see this question. Good. Answer. I jammed the signal. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Sure. It's it, like zero
1: signal. This openness. place is
0: jammed. I it's
1: inspired sure. by the memory of when Chris DeBerg first saw his wife, Diane, uh, <laughs> oh, and, <my> <laughs> and how men so often cannot remember what their wives were wearing the first time they met. What? Are
0: we supposed
1: to the I first time we met? I have no. If my wife was like, "What are they wearing the first time we met?" I'd be like, "Uh, bathing suit." I don't okay, know. Well, hold <laughs> I think on. it was
0: you were naked. I <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> first time we at met. All. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I can remember iconic outfits that my wife. You has met your worn wife a long
1: year. time ago, though. So right, you and your right. wife met when you
0: were in like middle school. So. That's true. So such a cute story. It is a cute story. It's my last name. (laughs) Jareth. Jareth story. Story. It is a cute story. Uh, This is not the time or the place (laughs) for that. (laughs) No, Jordan. This is a very serious podcast where we talk about Frasier and one other show from the same broadcast week in history. It's hosted by me, Steve Shackelford. And of course, Jordan Wilson over there. This week's sideshow. We're doing wings, baby hey 19 is the episode of wings we're doing and our frazier episode episode 17 from season one a midwinter night's dream <laughs> jordan did you ever see the play the mid why don't they just call it eve
1: dream why don't they just what is it like december 21st uh midwinter no, I mean christmas do you mean a midsummer night's dream yeah, That's that June 21st. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, I think Christmas is long past. We're in mid-February now. This is Feb 10 on the air date. And we had our Christmas episode a few few weeks back. So
1: They named it this because of the like gothic nature of the episode? I
0: suppose yeah. so. That is kind of weird. You're right. If it is to tie into anything specific to winter. For all we know, winter is waning at this point <laughs> here. What? <laughs> I don't know why you laugh at my verbiage, all right? So there's a lot of real serious stuff here. Our 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 ratings numbers down. Remember last week on Fraser, it was the highest ratings they had all season. Yeah. So you knew it was going to go down. I will tell you 32.8 million this week for this episode. Next week, be prepared. It falls off a cliff. So I don't know what happened and we'll get to that number next week, but looking ahead, it dropped dramatically Mid-February. after this episode. So yeah, mid February lull. I don't know if the marketing was bad before the next episode, but you know, this one held strong. Thirty two point eight million. State the of the prom. union address. Uh I don't believe that occurs uh during Is it February. This Okay, I'll take a look, see if that occurred on the same evening. Just a real downer, and everybody was real down in the dumps. Well, I doubt that NBC would go against the State of the Union address. I'm pretty sure that's an all-network broadcast, so I doubt that Frazier would be counter-programming against the State of the Union address. I think that would be a guaranteed loss. Was
1: Bush president in 94? Yes. Still
0: Bush. Yeah. It was an election year. no. 92 <laughs> was an election year. 92, 96, I'm just a shining 2000, example. 2004, 2008, 2012, 2016, and 2020. Shining example of the American education system. I mean, that's not a hard one. I mean, to miss. That's okay. You knew it was an even year, at least. You yep. didn't say 93 was an election year. <laughs> <laughs> so Might as well. That's fine. Uh, so what happened on this episode? After Niles has a fight with Maris, he and Daphne have a moment of mutual attraction during an attempt to make a reconciliation dinner. Daphne is stranded at Niles' mansion during a storm, and Frasier must reach them before they do something Niles might regret. Sounds pretty juicy and saucy, eh? It's a little steamy. Before we get into it, what do you think of this one? One
1: of your faves so far? Yeah, I love this episode. Oh, really? Yeah, I really do. I've always liked this one just because it's <clears throat> the only—not not the only—but it's one of the only times where where you see Daphne might be actually interested in, in in old Niles, and something might actually bloom. So you might get a little bit of that. So you're just looking
0: at me. Well, that's staring took at me. A little. Exception to the mutual attraction element here. I was <laughs> like, I mean, Daphne seemed more vulnerable and rebounding. There was a moment. There was a moment. There was a moment. I suppose. She might have been
1: falling asleep, so we don't know.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It, Lord knows what Niles put in any of those drinks, for all I know. I don't we didn't see that part, but I don't put it past. That me. adds another layer of things. Right. Steve. Now Niles is trying to drug her. <laughs> He's trying to date rape her. Man, it something felt off about this episode. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that
1: yeah, I like this episode. I like all the episodes that happen in that room. That that room with the grand piano and okay. the big fireplace, like the episode, you know, coming up where he fights the
0: guy and yeah. like they have to do the translation bit and I do love the Niles Crane manor yeah. as we'll call it here, or Maris Manor. That's probably
1: why I like it because I I love the set. I like I love that set of his house and later on when he moves to his apartment, like I think that that's an awesome set too. It's just very <laughs> At the Shangri-La? Yeah.
0: No, no, no. The, the
1: big, that big-ass apartment, isn't that a different place, or is that the same place,
0: technically? I don't know. Don't ask me things I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm on season one right now. I'm immersed, immersed in this episode-by-episode episode journey we're taking here. I can only look so far forward in the future, all right? Okay. Don't ask me about the sets in the future. You're right. What happens to Bulldog? Does he die? I don't know. I can't tell you that. Who's Kenny? I don't know who Kenny is. What do you
1: mean, Kenny? Who's this Kenny Exactly.
0: Okay. Kenny is not even an apple in my eye, a gleam or twinkle or anything like that. I'll
1: stay on this side of the fourth wall. I apologize.
0: You're so gross. (laughs) All right. So we get to Nervosa to open this episode. We see him ordering a double cappuccino and Niall says, give it just so much foam that it's aesthetically pleasing, but not so much that it leaves a mustache." mustache. Yeah. So, was, why didn't the barista just slap him in the face immediately and just be like, "Hey, man, you're gonna get a mustache if you drink this cappuccino. How <laughs> how you drink it is on you. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna worry about it." Yeah, uh, I don't know. They should written that in. Being told to make it aesthetically pleasing is always a lot of fun to me. You're like, okay.
1: You ever work in the service
0: industry? Uh, I've worked counter service, mm-hmm. uh, but I was mainly a back of house like wholesaler. Yeah, so. You know, I, I worked at a sandwich shop and you have to work a little bit of counter face service. Face-to-face yeah. kind of stuff. but I didn't wait tables or have to go out and interact with customers for long periods of time. Yeah. What about you? You get out there?
1: Not as a server. Uh, baristo, though? Baristo, for sure. Definitely worked at coffee shops. Uh, definitely worked, you know, closely with having to have, like, customer service you know face-to-face deal with customers type situations but all
0: right and speaking of serving. that Daphne walks in and is pretty into this barista <laughs> did you ever use your uh power position as a barista to slay some tail yeah oh oh my never okay. a customer though never like that what yeah but who was it the manager fell yep a- a- he, another feller it was another feller <laughs> oh <my. laughs>
1: it was my male manager okay yep
0: well, I mean, good for you. So this barista here, we find out his name is Eric, uh, and he gets kind of gross. He's like, you want to come over here and try my special blend? I don't like the name
1: Eric. Sorry for all the Erics that might be listening. I just don't I don't like the name Eric or Keith. Oh, what did a Keith do to you? Nothing personally. It just, just doesn't come Eric.
0: Okay. Keith. I think it's the K. All right. Might to be too harsh. Don't like the hard K consonant sound yeah i think maybe keith hernandez in that seinfeld episode when he spit on mm-hmm. newman and yeah. kramer might be messing with you maybe uh eric i don't know there was a prince eric and i think maybe like little mermaid or something yeah my wife that and prince I we eric. just watched
1: that with our kids we were talking about that and i brought this up i said i don't like the name eric i don't like his his name is prince eric come on come on
0: Uh, i mean we've got a harry
1: prince gary prince harry well okay that yeah but i'm talking about he's not a he's not a disney prince Prince Prince.
0: they're not disney princes okay what would you prefer his name to be chester chester what what's your princely name like uh frazier or niles like yeah okay (laughs) that's those are much more apt to like royalty Okay, so a common man, but I thought fake you were, royalty. Okay, but I thought you were supposed to keep it simple. That's why I named my kids George and Charles. Dude, but that's still royalty. That's damn sounds right. Royal. I named them after royalty. Yeah, you're a hell of a Charles Manson and <laughs> George Stephanopoulos. <laughs> exactly. Of course, everyone knows those are my two kings. <laughs> <laughs> if
1: if you know Steve, you know that he just he loves him some Stephanopoulos. I've got their photos Los right Manson. over here.
0: Hand signed. Oh, and they're and they're shaking hands, too. They knew each other. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's, it's at my birthday party. I rented I both that. of them for an hour. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, them and uh, also one of those waving gorillas that used to be outside that vacuum store. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen one of those, those robot gorillas, but I need to be able to rent one of those. I don't or, have was any Was it a Sasquatch or a gorilla? I think
1: it was a gorilla. That's what I thought. I think it had a vacuum cleaner, too. So he was like vacuuming with one hand and he was like waving with the other. Why do businesses do that <laughs> I don't anymore? know, but that vacuum, I guarantee that that vacuum store was not what it seemed. That vacuum store was like it was on Breaking Bad or, or Better Call Saul, where yes. the guy like,
0: yes. you know, reassigns you a new identity or yeah, something. It's, for- a mo- it's a money laundering <laughs> yeah. operation for in some sort of way. Yeah. If you don't see people using the business, com- like frequently, it's probably used. You just for see weird, laundering. sketchy people walking in there, look- you know, looking over their b- behind their back. <laughs> To be fair, anyone in the vacuum repair business is probably sketchy to begin with. So like, I don't know how you think that's your niche. And to be like, I'm going to open a public-facing I'll tell you retail how it happens vacuum repair business. You
1: either learn out of necessity... Or somebody else you know does it, and you learn from them like your apprentice or some shit. You like learn like, oh yeah, I just I really know how to fix vacuums really well. And then you start thinking to yourself like, you know, there's not many places
0: around here where you can get a vacuum fixed. And then it just it goes, <laughs> let's do it. Snowballs vacuum. from there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is how our vacuum business was born. <laughs> uh So Daphne says that she now needs the night off, so she goes back over to Fraser and Niles and says, hey, I need the night off because. Eric is going to take me to a club to see his band play. (laughs) Epic date. uh, And for the same (laughs) night, nonetheless. So, Daphne, this is where I'm like, maybe she's attracted to Niles. Or maybe she's just desperate right now. Because she dropped... Any plan, she was like, I'll change my night off, I'll switch it to Saturday. Dr. Crane, I gotta go out with this rando I need to, to Go see Eric's band, and you're like, Okay, Daphne. So, seems like she's open to whatever. Maybe Eric was a total, uh, you know, heartthrob hottie, but you know, he seemed like any other rando. Uh, one thing Niall says about uh, old Eric there this man has community college written all over him. He's not right. I mean, what do you mean he's not wrong? He looks like he's a community college dropout. He looks hardly any different You're than You're just that. taking
1: offense to it because well, it it kind of looks like you.
0: <laughs> well, it doesn't kind of look like me, but I mean, just because he's got rando long hair. I don't have red hair for one, but yeah, he's got long hair that Thank wears God. himself in a ponytail. Yeah. We didn't all go to community college, okay? <laughs> There's that real like uh, a hole dude in Goodwill Hunting who's got a ponytail. That's true. Yeah. See, he went to Harvard. That's true. Yeah. See,
1: he also came from very rich parents. Yeah,
0: I'm not saying that's a good example. I'm just <laughs> saying there there have been other film representations of long haired gentlemen who sure. go to prestigious academies. Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah. In the 1700s, it was common to wear your hair back in a ponytail. Absolutely. It was foolish to go to the barber more than once a decade. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think it's, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Absolutely. So, community college, why I liked it is that you could just not show up for a while and not feel too bad about taking that incomplete. You just took it and you're like, hey, that only cost me $280. (laughs) <laughs> at least I was there. Yeah, exactly. I like, tried. At least that didn't cost me five grand for this semester. Well, the book did. <laughs> you could sell that book. That's true. <laughs> so I sold that book right back. What are you talking about?
1: I feel like that was
0: yeah. That was that felt
1: nice. You know what I mean? Like you'd get the book at the beginning, you'd sell them all at the end of the semester, and be like, hey, I got an extra like twenty twenty two hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm glad those books bankrupted me three months ago. Now I've got some money back. (laughs) Not near as much, but 60% of what I paid initially. And that feels good. Now
1: I can go get the transmission fixed on my car so it goes in drive and not just reverse. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I just
0: went and bought pancakes and euros and, you know. Oh, Oh, gosh. Let's get some lamb. Is somebody ordering lamb? I heard about that. Hey, Sylvia. Sylvia. Get some lamb. Get some lamb, please. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So, Frazier does jump in here because Niles is exhibiting quite a bit of jealousy over this uh, Daphne Eric situation and how low class this guy is. So, this is the first time we see Frazier mention what I've been mentioning for 16 weeks now is that, hey, Niles, seems like this shit's getting a little creepy here, buddy. Yeah,
1: you need to slow it down. Take it down a notch, bud.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, this infatuation is getting out of hand, and uh, there's likely something wrong between you and Maris. Niles is what he says, because it's you know more than a little flirtatious at this point. If he's getting extremely jealous about who's Daphne, or sorry, who Daphne's parts partners are, then it's getting a little heavy. I would yeah. imagine he's got real f- feelings that are relationship feelings now. Yeah. No, he's just horned up and protective. I think more than anything, I still assume the worst of Niles on this. I think he's just horned up and likes the idea of hooking up with a British lady. At this point, he's like, "Yeah, this is my scene, man." And she's always over here. I think next time it could go down. You get a real drunk. All right. I think that's what happens later, though. I think you're not wrong. Uh, so. Niles tells Fraser, yeah, you know, Maris and I have uh, been in a rut. Mm. So Fraser quickly jumps to just, well, why don't you spice it up in the bedroom? That'll, that'll fix it. I, I mean, maybe. Like, uh, I would think maybe. Get real kinky. Maybe he should have talked to Maris about this first instead of just jumping right to the bedroom spice up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like he's going to take his advice pretty quick
1: here. How do you spice things up in the
0: bedroom, Steve? Uh, chili peppers. That's what You I put on thinking. the red hot chili peppers, and <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it gets so spicy. It's wild. I throw a sock on my uh, business center, <laughs> and I have a good old time. Uh, so, Frazier turns out to be no help and is stumped on exactly what to do when he asks for specifics. So, he's like, oh, okay. You want me to spice it up? What would you do? He's like, I, I don't know, man. So, <laughs> he doesn't have much at this point. So... Then we go to KACL. Roz is a little upset, and Fraser asks her for some advice on uh, on sex there. That's a good person to ask, though. She perks up immediately. Yeah. Says she's an expert at it. I think she makes a quip at some point about how she, when he's like, hey, how do you spice things up uh, when the love is gone from the relationship? She's like, well, I just put on my clothes and leave. <laughs> like, okay. okay. Like, I don't know what writer was like, let's make Roz kick herself in the, you know, stomach here. Right. Like, come on. <clears throat> don't put yourself down. Yeah. That seemed a little rough, but uh, she's always kind of
1: the, you know, butt of the joke in this tough. early, in this early season.
0: But I don't know. Did, does she mention the pirate stuff at this point? I can't remember who comes up with the pirate thing. Oh, uh, I don't remember um you know i think it comes up in this convo here about the pirate thing either way we quickly get back to fraser's apartment niles is ringing the doorbell ferociously basically because maris has kicked him out due to him dressing as a pirate so <laughs> i forget fraser at some point suggests the pirate thing it might have been in the initial conversation <laughs> you know dress up like a pirate i think it was crap. Roz. That's I feel like Roz was like, I had this guy one time. He was a who pirate. Did, yeah, yeah, I was like, I feel like it was something like that. So, um, Niles's plan though, leave a treasure map downstairs, leave clues for how Maris could find him. <laughs> you ever followed a treasure map?
1: Oh, um, I think I've done a scavenger hunt.
0: Okay. I I remember you being a big Goonies fan. Oh, I'm still a big Goonies fan. Okay. Never, you
1: know, I've never done a Goonies style excursion, but I'd love to. You got one?
0: What was that guy's name? One-eyed Tilly? Yep. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I feel like it was the legend of Curly's Gold, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Got it. It's My wife been a, is screaming at, the, it's
1: at been a little this, while this podcast right that now. One. I don't know what you're
0: talking about. <laughs> it's been a, hey, this is a serious, well-researched, historic podcast, okay? <laughs> I take very, very good care of all the facts that are portrayed and purveyed here, all right? All right. All right. All right. So, Goonies 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. Curly's Gold. gold when we were watching that one, I think they mentioned something about a pirate and that's probably where Frazier got the idea. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, unfortunately we find out that it didn't go so well for Niles. He was hiding in a closet wearing an eye patch on just his business center. <laughs> Seems like a weird place to wear just the eye patch and hang out solo. I'm confused by hanging on in the
1: closet. Uh, yes. Yeah, solo.
0: Mm-hmm. Like how long was he expecting this to take? It seems weird. Like we didn't have cell phones back then. What the hell was he doing in that closet? He was gonna pop out and surprise her. Yeah, and like, I mean, I don't want to get into specifics, but just the eye patch on his business Maybe he's center. A voy- voyeur. I mean, that's that's a tough look. I don't know that anyone would be like into that. <laughs> I feel for Niles on this one. I think he. He seriously, seriously uh, misthought how this was going to go because uh, it did not go well. But not for the reasons I thought. A maid found him. <laughs> Why didn't he take the maids out of the house? Like, or you know, not house. They them out, are in his like, employ, so he could, yeah, be like, hey. You don't have to work right Skedaddle. now. Skedaddle. Yeah. Like I'm going to be naked in a closet. Could you maybe not like. <laughs> With an eye patch over my junk. <laughs> That's, I was a little confused. I was like, all right. Um, but I guess there was an embarrassing interaction here. <laughs> um, I kind of recall you having an embarrassing interaction. Did you maybe walk in on a guy in a stall at a yeah. McDonald's? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are at, at the no, at
1: North Park. Oh, we there. Remember, used okay. to have a, they used to have a McDonald's in North Park, and yeah. we, you and I, we went there just to bum around. We went to the mall, and we mall rats, mall rats. Water. Yeah, we used to go to Sam Goody and, and <gasps> uh, all those stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, and uh, yep, yep, totally went into the bathroom and and uh, opened the stall door, and there was <laughs> a guy that didn't lock it, and he was a Hispanic man, and he he just goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no no he said no 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 he's naked yes <laughs> he has pants down oh, no maybe he may,
0: might have his shirt up i don't know he might have been naked i don't remember him being nude but <laughs> i thought he was pulling the costanza and he just went for it <laughs> he took just took off. it
1: all off for the sake of this story yeah totally naked and i was I, I think i was just like i'm sorry and i just turned around and walked out and didn't even use the facilities and then came back, <laughs> came back to our table i was like we gotta go <laughs> we gotta get out <laughs> we of gotta here. get out of here <laughs> man i just saw a guy pooping I, on the toilet he's gonna kill me and it ruined my lunch i can't eat this filet fish we now. hightailed it to the other side of the mall
0: oh man so you were like the maid in that scenario yep it's it is jarring. Uh, did it's he have jarring. an eye patch on?
1: He did. Ooh, yeah, and a sock on his ding dong. So it was.
0: Oh, he's pulling my move. He pulled well, your move. Spy- oh, then okay. He was just spicing it up in there, and you were his. Uh... I walked in on something. Yeah. All right. He was just waiting for his lady friend. I'm sure. Probably. That happens. That uh, that is. Uh, they, he should have told. You know.
1: They maybe they should have gone to a McDonald's bathroom.
0: They should have gone to a McDonald's bathroom, because at least the McDonald's, I think Maris would not have been at. (laughs) So that would have been the issue with Niles' plan there, is that Maris would never go to a McDonald's. But I don't know that he would have been near as embarrassed because I think hanging out of Mc, at a McDonald's nude is pretty common. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Yeah, it's like, I think I see that story on the Places news. Places like Florida. It's thing. teeming yeah. with eye-patched, laden, nude gentlemen. Yes, absolutely.
1: What's a, what's a restaurant that you would refuse to eat
0: at or go to? None. I'm a common man, Jordan. I'll eat at any and all restaurants. I'll tell you one. Except Hardee's. Okay, why Hardee's? <laughs> what happened to Hardee's? i think i got a burger one time that just wasn't good on a road trip and i was like hardy sucks oh it just was i thought you were gonna say yeah you know, there's like not food any poisoning hardys. no I, there's not any hardy's around here i don't think and so that sounds like we don't have them we have culver's which i think is the same company oh i i know i think carl's jr and hardy's are the same oh maybe that's company. what i'm thinking of carl's and like jr. there might be a few carl's juniors yeah. around but i haven't gone and gotten a hot steamy carl in a while <laughs>
1: So for me, I would have to say any restaurant run or owned and operated by Wolfgang Puck.
0: What did Mr. Puck do to you? Well, you want to go to Spago and see all the celebrities in California.
1: No, okay. if it's owned by Wolfgang Puck, I boycott it for the rest of my life. Okay. What did the Puck do to you? Probably nothing that was within his control, but <laughs> did Bobby Flay beat him on one of those shows? So I waited at the te- at the state fair of Texas for like two hours for a demonstration for wolfgang puck and like i was front row and wolfgang was going to be there and cook and you know what i mean and i was going to be able to see it right there <clears throat> and uh mm-hmm. they kept us on the hook and the person kept coming out mr puck's going to be here mr puck's coming he assures us that he's going to be here and then they came out and they were like we're sorry to inform you that mr puck has canceled this mr puck is dead mr puck, <laughs> mr. puck uh has said that that you specifically and they pointed right at me yeah and they're like you specifically are the reason mr puck won't come because they don't like your ugly mug and i was like dude
0: well so, from, the, from then on... I think you were a security threat because you were supposed to show up 15 minutes before the demonstration, and you were two there two hours, hours, and they're like, just sitting oh, there. all right, we've got a code blue every, over it's, here. It, every
1: five minutes, yeah, where's Mr. Puck?
0: Yeah, they thought they had a stalker, and they're like, run that guy's face through a database, and they're like, oh, yeah I want to... One of Mr. Puck's known stalkers here. So yeah. I, I understand you've got a restraining order. So on the air, you have to say this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll never eat at a Wolfgang Puck restaurant again due to the 50-yard restraining order but, you <laughs> that's know. a non sequitur yeah exactly it's
1: fine don't worry about what that. actually happened is he stood me up so that now yeah wolfgang puck restaurants no go and i don't buy any of his products
0: stood you up on a date were you guys going to see a movie steve i don't want to talk
1: about jack? it. jack i don't want to talk about it it was it was jack the movie jack with robin Williams.
0: Like they edited Cosby out of it and all his scenes. They're like, okay,
1: <laughs> they're like, it's Kevin Hart
0: now. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. They're like, we've used advanced artificial intelligence to remove Cosby as the old teacher and make this a lot more light-hearted with Kevin Hart as the fun teacher. To and the Robin. Rock is in it for some reason. Now. The Rock is taken over for Robin Williams. Yeah, so, so it's not as not as tough, not as on tough people. People. to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, they, maybe they should redo Jack, I feel like.
1: With Kevin Hart and The Rock. Yeah, that would what be great. What is the premise? He's, does he, is it Benjamin Button disease? It's sort of Benjamin Button disease, except he... Or
0: no, he ages at 4 He X ages. Normal. He ages quickly so instead of in reverse. By like 20, right? Because yeah. he'll be 80 years old at yeah. 20, so he's a dead man. Right. And there are diseases that are kind of like that, yeah. but not, not Advanced, like that. Yeah, exactly. Advanced aging degrees. Mm-hmm. Progeria. Like yeah, weird stuff. Yeah. Man. Interesting. Well, I feel for those people. Um, hopefully, someday we'll find a solution for that. Yeah. Until then, uh, we're going to talk about how Maris misinterpreted that interaction with the maid as some kind of sordid affair between Niles and the help. So, a Schwarzenegger-style kind of affair going on there. Why is it Schwarzenegger-style? What do you mean, why is it Schwarzenegger-style? Did you not know? What did Schwarzenegger do? Oh, buddy. Schwarzenegger had a secret kid with his maid. <gasps> oh, yeah. And he kept her on staff for years and had been paying her basically hush money because they had a kid together. Arnie? Yeah, he's over 18 now. Yeah, I'm pretty his sure. His kid? Yeah. <gasps> yeah, he's got a... you know, Oh illegitimate child born out of wedlock i had no idea oh yeah i'll
1: keep up with tabloid stuff
0: yeah i mean arnold can do it every once unfortunately once you're rich and famous and Man. powerful you know you can just kind of do what you want and pay people off and then even when the bad news breaks it's like eh, you know it was the 90s or something <laughs> and you're like oh okay favorite Schwarzenegger movie go <laughs> oh great question but it's true lies hand down hands okay all right that's a good one what about you total recall Total Recall? Yep. What do you think Frazier's favorite Schwarzenegger movie is? Uh, jingle All the Way. Uh, jingle All the Way. Gosh, I'm amazed I didn't say Jingle All the Way. You that love that That is a one. good one. It's got uh, Sinbad in it. True Lies is better just for the Jamie Lee Curtis scenes. Um, but yeah, you're right. Oh, where Arnold she is. shows her where she shows her bits to <laughs> Newman. Well, she doesn't show her bits to Newman. Oh wait, that's what are you movie. talking about? <laughs> Dear God! <laughs> and I don't think Newman is at any point hanging out in True Lies it's with Jamie True Lee Lies. Curtis's bits. It's not True Lies, and it's not Jamie Lee Curtis. I was good, mistaken. Gravy. My God. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Maris, or sorry, Frazier is there to console Niles. So he pulls out a pillow and blanket and says he can stay the night. Uh, Niles reveals that he doesn't know how to cry at one point. Says that he had to slam his hand in a car door to put on a good showing at her funeral or at uh, one of her family members funerals. He's not an emotion guy, which is weird. Um, so, I don't know why they brought that up, but you it, would it, think that he's overly emotional and cries too much.
1: Would that be a benefit for a therapist or a oh good call hindrance?
0: Oh, benefit for sure because people are going to be
1: crying their eyes out. <clears> yeah, and like you are going to you are going to take it so you know objectively and not you know put your own
0: emotions into something. So yeah, but I think it's mainly to set up this next joke because as he lays asleep underneath the blanket. Daphne and Eric enter and it's just like a drop off. So the lights are all out. Niles is laying underneath the blanket there. And you know, you just see Daphne get a big old smooch from Eric on this drop off. Yeah. And then Niles whimpers and cries underneath <laughs> the the, covers. underneath the covers there. So <laughs> it was weird to just like blatantly set it up. It was like, no, 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 no. Just I, say he can't cry. exactly. Like say he can't cry just for the sake of this joke. Two seconds later so you're like okay i mean it's fine it It could have gone a lot of ways with that like they could have said that he had like a tear duct
1: deficiency or something that seems (laughs) more likely yeah than it
0: was a allergenic thing or something (laughs) like that i don't think that's a word um it is now it is now that's right uh so we're back at fraser's apartment it's the next morning daphne is dishing to fraser and marty about eric says she bought all new underwear. So I guess it's not the next morning. It must be later on the next day, but it's the next day nonetheless. Uh, Niles enters, says Maris has left. Wait, now. why'd she buy all new underwear? She's just so excited about this new dude. So oh, so like new
1: relationship, get new pants. New relationship,
0: and... get it all going because she's about to give it up. Huh. So she knows somebody's going to be seeing those drawers. I don't buy underwear that often well, Jordan, you know, I think that's a health and bacterial issue that you might want to get addressed. You got to just wear them until they just fall off your body. Well, I just stopped wearing them. That'll do it too. Yeah, that'll do it too. Exactly. Just do that and then burn your clothes once a month. I think that makes you like super fertile though. Damn right. It does. Watch out. I don't have to watch out for anything. Oh, that's right. You got neutered. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. I'm, I'm totally fine. I went to the vet and they fixed me up real good. I got to make an appointment. It's one of those like $70 spay days. Yeah. And I went in there and just. Just got lined up, up with other pets. <laughs> that's right, buddy. It's S- quick
1: and easy. Steve. <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah. Next person, please.
0: My owner uh picked me up later that day. It was uh, delightful. Did you have a little cone? Yeah, I did have a little cone. It was one of the bigger ones there. Me and the huskies get those. The <laughs> mastiffs. That's right. Man, that soft food you get mm. afterwards is just incredible though. You get it for like a week. Mm. Like, oh, this rice and chicken mixed. Yeah. It's amazing. Is. Never knew I liked boiled chicken so much. Uh but yeah, <laughs> I didn't know either. But Niles uh Doesn't seem too broken up about Daphne leaving, or sorry, Maris leaving town. He's more kind of ticked off that Daphne keeps mentioning Eric. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of this weird thing where he's like, I'm more ticked about Eric than I am mad about Maris bailing on me and getting in this quandary here. Um, But he's still somewhat. Yeah. Concerned about Maris. So Marty's like, hey, you know, if you want to get back on the good side of your wife, just buy her some flowers and make a romantic dinner. That always works. (laughs) So I don't know that Marty's the guy you should be taking uh, womanly advice from or whatever, but. Good on Niles. He at least tries to take his old man's advice here. It worked better than the pirate costume. Yeah,
1: probably it worked better than the pirate costume. Plus, like, what other? He doesn't really have any other options. Like,
0: I guess not. I mean, that's
1: good advice. Like, you know, yeah, it's pretty uh stereotypical yeah, advice. It. It's it's like he could cliche, have thought of that but, on
0: his own. I don't think you needed outside input to be like, I don't know, why don't you do the thing that you're supposed to do at a bare <laughs> minimum? Probably. <laughs> like, All right. But for some reason, Daphne offers to cook dinner for Maris and Niles. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'll help with this reconciliation dinner here. Uh, And just like, I I did not understand it. Daphne's offering up far too much of her time. I thought she had to work nights with Marty and stuff (laughs) like that. Like, she already took a night off to go to this date. Now she's taking another night off to go cook for Niles yep. or whatever. Like I'm confused by the work. Marty, you're on your own. Pretty much. Or Fraser, you got this. You're not doing anything right, you old spinster. <laughs> um, so then we get over to the Maris Crane, Niles Crane Manor. Niles is wearing like a smoking jacket? Yeah, of course. Why does he own a smoking jacket?
1: Have you seen. The wood in that house, you have to have a smoking jacket.
0: I suppose. With those pillars
1: and like gothic like stone on the walls. Don't you have to smoke
0: to have a smoking jacket? No. Okay. I stand corrected. Could
1: I wear a race car driver jacket and not drive a race car?
0: It would be odd if you did. Would you be wearing it to a racing event or just about town?
1: If I had an eight ball jacket that said, you asked the eight ball. Okay. I wouldn't have to be a pocket pool player, would I? I mean, a pool player.
0: Ooh, uh, I mean, well, sure. You would not have to be a gaming professional in the world of billiards yeah. to wear an eight ball jacket. You used to
1: have a jacket that said Doreen.
0: and I did. And <laughs> <laughs> That's a conversation <laughs> stimulator. What are you talking about? Everybody's going to come talk to you about that. So the smoking jacket, I was like, what a poser. <laughs> He doesn't smoke cigars or one of those fancy cigarettes on a cigarette lengthener or anything <laughs> like that. I was like, Niles, look, just wear a, I don't know, kimono or something like that. I don't know what to tell him. Kimono to wear. seems fitting as well. So the house is gothic. It's very ornate. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, big giant grand piano. The the furniture is very nice. Not really my style, but it's very nice. No, I mean, it feels like a museum or something.
1: Bingo. It feels like a 17th century castle.
0: Yeah, there you go. Very castle-y for yeah. sure. Daphne admires the glockenspiel. Yeah. All right. Do you <laughs> have much experience with glockenspiels? Well, the actual instrument, but not like that, Uh, you know, yeah. style. I know. I was like, Oh. Okay, this is not the Glockenspiel I'm uh, the most familiar, <laughs> familiar with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, all right, okay, I <laughs> guess uh, this is that tone and timbre and sound as well. Yeah, Good to know. Um, yeah, sorry. Niles offers Daphne dry clothes because I guess they're all wet. She said she had to run it was the right. last hundred yards. Like She couldn't get up to the house for some reason, so she's all soaking wet now. They had to get a reason for her to be soaking wet. I forget what they said. Did she take a
1: cab over there?
0: Maybe she did take a Took cab. She cab
1: and the cab couldn't get up the dri- like long driveway because it was pouring or some shit. That's probably what it is.
0: Cab couldn't get up the driveway. So anyway, Daphne is soaking wet. Ugh. Must change clothes. It's so, storming outside. Yeah, we can already see the tension building here. So we've got a, a wet young single woman who's arrived to this fancy home here. And a, a horned up married man. Yes, to a horned up married man. But presumably his wife is coming home that night. Yeah. They are making dinner for his wife who is arriving home. But Daphne begins to cry. And... We find out Eric broke up with her. Got what he wanted. Do you remember why? Typical Eric. Typical Eric shit. It is typical Eric. Do you remember why he broke up with her, Jordan? Nope. He had to commit to his music. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) Couldn't focus on both. (laughs) And she knew it was a lie because she'd heard how bad his music was. (laughs) He's like, yeah, that guy's not gonna make it. He's gotta go for it. Um so the phone rings. Maris is on the line. The storm seems to be getting progressively worse. She's not coming home. Surprise. Due to the storm. You ever been caught in like circling on a plane or massively delayed or anything like that due to a rainstorm? It sucks. No, not like anything travel related, I don't think. Definitely, I mean, being
1: that we live in North Texas, I've uh, seen some seen some storms. Up until like the middle of last year, or the end of last year, whenever the wind would like slightly even blow a little bit, our power would go out for hours <laughs> and we well, live in, we live fun. in like a brand new community. So it's just like some, they somehow it was too sensitive. Whatever was controlling the power for our community was too sensitive and like the wind would just barely blow. So anytime it rained power out, anytime the wind blows power out, like it <laughs>
0: sucked. That does. Suck it became a, a big problem was it your entire neighborhood? Yeah. Or, oh, okay, that's the thing. I was like at least it wasn't just your home, no, no, it no, was, it was the, the entire whole neighborhood. neighborhood whole neighborhood well, that's good. Well, the power goes out here as well. <laughs> it's just Daphne and Niles alone in the house by the fire. Then we get back to Fraser's apartment. Daphne calls Marty, so basically let him know, hey, I'm not coming home tonight, probably, like I don't think I can get out of here powers shouldn't, out, shouldn't drive, I shouldn't travel Yeah. Uh, and I guess she reveals during that phone call that oh yeah Maris isn't coming home or whatever so Marty hangs up the phone, he Fra- thinks nothing of it he, yeah he thinks nothing of it, it's like alright cool yeah whatever uh, but once Frazier finds out that <laughs> Daphne's spending the night and Maris isn't coming home <laughs> Frazier freaks the F out <laughs> he like shoots up from the couch what does he
1: say, he's like we have to save her
0: yeah, it, something along those lines. <laughs> we have to save Daphne here. Mm. They rush out the door, and then we cut back over to the Niles Crane Manor here. Niles is playing the piano. Was he rocking it out? Was he doing some good stuff? Yeah, that was a Beethoven piano
1: sonata. Okay. So that was the, uh, imp- uh what is it called? The Impassionato, I think. I can't remember. Oh, uh, right. Uh, but it, I think it's like Impassionata sonata or something. Uh-huh. Very, You're just lying. No, it's very difficult.
0: Uh-huh. You're I, very I difficult. I once attempt
1: I once started the journey of learning all thirty-two Beethoven sonatas and I called up my old piano teacher and I was like, Hey, uh could you help me with this? I'm and this dead is, now. Don't this, call she me. She was again. she was very old and she was like, I only play at my church and uh so she referred me to somebody else and then when i called them they were like we're gonna be very serious about this if you want to undertake this you are going to have to really work and
0: i was like maybe i won't do you have as much time (laughs) as a man from 400 years ago it scared me it
1: honestly scared me and this is after years of teaching and playing piano and i was like
0: nah i'm good and they're like you don't have <laughs> nah, the time for this
1: i learned typical my style i just learned like the beginning of a few of them and then that uh, was good i was like Nah, i'm not gonna learn because they're yeah i don't know if you uh, piano sonatas are like <laughs> 20 pages long oh. each and there's 32 of them i don't know what i got i got it in my mind i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna learn them all
0: cocaine. That's usually what does it. You keep Those referencing that that happened late at night. We're Disclaimer. Like, you know I, gotta I gotta learn them all. <laughs> Every single one of them, buddy. I'm not doing one. I'm doing them all. <laughs> all of the biggest, hardest ones. I was really, I was and like three weeks on later, that cloud like, nine, Cloud 10. Oh. Cloud 10? Yep. Yep.
1: I took that cloud You're 10. You're the
0: one mentioning eight ball jackets. Like, <laughs> I said, don't talk to me about how I keep bringing up the blow. It's all you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so Daphne enters in a uh, silk nighty that she found. Why the hell did Maris own this nighty? I don't know. It was uh, v- it was lingerie, white angelic mm-hmm. lingerie. Daphne knew Maris... what the hell she was doing here to a degree. Yes, she easily could have thrown a blanket on or something like that. So that is where it gets weird. I'm like. Is Daphne just? She could have thrown for, on some old sweatpants and a t-shirt. This more feels like a vulnerable woman looking for validation to, for somebody to be like, "Damn, girl, the, rocking it," yeah. you know. Like she came in with a candelabra and like, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think she was trying to get hooked up with that night. She mm-hmm. was probably looking for some validation more than anything, is what I kind of envisioned here. <laughs> um, so Niles is overwhelmed. Runs to the other room to call Frazier because he's like, Holy shit, she's in a night. This shit's going she's down. She's in my her. house. Yeah, this is going down. I'm going to go to Pound Town on this lady. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, what? I'm sorry. That's, how I, <laughs> that's, that's a romantic phrase, Jordan. Okay. Pound Town is it as is. romantic as I get.
1: It does sound romancey.
0: So. This is a funny cut where you see just Eddie staring at the answering machine as Niles calls (laughs) Frazier. And again, so there's a lot of quick cuts in this. panicky. Yeah, exactly. And Eddie just staring at it there. (laughs) So then we get to Frazier's car. Frazier and Marty are driving in the rain and start arguing about what route to take over there. And it's a bunch of hey, well, no, you can't take this one because you, the traction's better on this one. I thought but that timings, was a good excuse. I, I was very confused. I was like, that's such an old man thing to say. The is Traction
1: like, is better on that road when it rains.
0: You get better traction. That here. is something my dad would say.
1: He'd be like, no, don't take that route. Take this route because they just repaved three weeks ago and the traction's much better and the
0: water will wick off the, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, right. there's less it, oil on that road. It, or yeah, that's what it's, yeah, You're like, okay, old man, you barely <laughs> leave the house. <laughs> it's like you are a man in a cane you know like (laughs) you don't know what you're talking about marty but we'll see he (laughs) he did uh so then we get back to the niles crane manor daphne's crying about eric niles is trying to comfort her while also kind of putting the moves on her and misreading every comment she's making there about how the fire's going out he's like oh no the fire's just starting to burn and last embers yeah uh so eventually he starts to rekindle the fire and understand what the hell's going on
1: he said that there's some like antique chiffarobe or something that he thinks is a reproduction that he can just chop that up and put it in the fire
0: oh if yeah. need be if need be i can <laughs> chop that up he doesn't have enough wood antique chiffarobe that's a fun word
1: chiffarobe it is yeah
0: some other fun words like that that i don't get to use often enough because i don't have barca lounger schiffer the um menagerie menagerie i, that's I need, a need good to one. say menagerie more often that's a good one menagerie yes yeah. so then we get back to fraser's car marty accuses fraser of flooding the engine Mm-hmm. And Frazier says you can't flood that particular type of engine, which I have no idea. About. I thought that
1: was a strange comment because like, we Frasier know that, know that Frazier knows cars? nothing about cars. Right.
0: I was like, what? I I don't know what happened here. He like, says you
1: can't flood a fuel injected engine. Right.
0: I don't know. I was like, I, I mean, I know a fair amount, not a fair
1: amount, but I know a light amount about cars and fixing. I've fixed cars before, but I mean, I follow, you know, directions, I've but seen still the movie cars. <laughs>
0: but. Don't laugh at me. It's an incredible film, okay? If you don't think Rascal Flatts sang their ass off on Life is a <laughs> Highway, you are wrong. Was Jeff Foxworthy in that one? I mean, probably. It was Larry the Cable Guy who played Mater, but I'm sure Jeff Foxworthy was hanging out somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're like, yeah, Jeff, you can do a part.
1: Out of all of the guys from the that whole scene i forget what they're called blue collar blue collar guys Mm -hmm. whose facial hair would you go with
0: facial hair i don't think ron white had any facial hair i think he was pretty okay but you're right i think bill ingvall had the like dumb goatee yeah uh foxworthy had the straight stash just a
1: stash and then i guess the larry the cable guy had big old dirty mustache yeah
0: exactly but i want to say ron white was pretty clean or maybe just some like five o'clock shadow he was just a dude who like stood there with the glass of scotch and shit. yeah i remember ron white he was all right he was i mean they were all fine you can
1: go with the foxworthy stash
0: I don't think I could pull off a Foxworthy stash. That thing was robust. It that was. was like a, it like stash. It was like Selick or Captain Sully. It was like those guys. It was a thick, prominent, powerful stash. Yeah. You know, like I can't even get my eyebrows like that, let alone a stash. That's right. I think you got to have both to make it go there. Hmm. Uh, but the big thing is Fraser should have taken Roosevelt. Frazier exit the car. So similar to Daphne, he's got to just run up there. There's no other choice.
1: Somebody he should have listened to Marty because Marty he was on the beat.
0: He should have listened to Marty. He
1: he knew those streets. He was on the beat
0: for All, years. You're right. Also, while the rest of this episode continues on, is Marty just sitting in the car? Yeah. What a pain in the ass. Like, <laughs> it probably why he is. even go. Like. He did not need to go on this excursion. Like, to stay home with Eddie. <laughs> I know, like Martin, it is raining. You cannot traverse any kind of ground right now. <laughs> what help are you going to be? I mean, I guess talk some sense into him, but like, he did not need to go on this because I, re- I was like, he doesn't do anything else in this episode. Fraser bailed on him in the car <laughs> <laughs> now. I mean, is he just wait till morning? Wait till Fraser gets back, and they're going to try to hope the engine isn't flooded. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Good gravy. Uh, but anyway, now <laughs> Dials and Niles, na- Dials, Dials, and uh, Daphne and Niles are laying on the ground in front of the fire as Niles moves in for a kiss. His Glockenspiel springs to life. <laughs> <laughs> He's reminded of his wife, and he uh, quickly starts to change his perspective and. Any romantic chemistry is disarmed between D- Niles and Daphne, because he gives a touching speech about how much he probably does love Maris, even though the love has evolved over the years. Which, again, I mean, I guess rings true to a degree. He's also pretty creepily into this other woman all the time. So, like, he did almost commit see, adultery. He well, that's not even the issue. Like, he might not have a problem with Maris. He might just be a super horned up dude. You know, like if there was any other maid around, he might be equally into another maid. Like he might just have some particular type of not fetish, but like dynamic thing that he's into or something. So you think that that it's more that he
1: wants women below his station?
0: Maybe. Mm. It feels more (laughs) like that. I'm like, is it legit with Daphne or had it been another attractive woman who maybe was also british or right. something like that or a french woman or what have you she was like, like high society yeah. yeah like would it have gone the same way because that's more the vibe i get off niles because he flipped out of that pretty quick he yeah. was like all right maybe you're just bored or maybe you're just into whoever not really into daphne even maybe you need to sleep with your wife more well, I think that's on her a little bit, too, and Niles, as a, clearly his pirate thing didn't go well, so no. he's going to need to find a different angle in there. She has a lot of headaches. A lot of headaches, for sure, and uh, like I said, he should start with the flowers and the romantic dinners. I doubt that'll work for him, uh, but you know, I think she's into poetry based on what I know about Maris so far. <laughs> Maybe go that route. I don't know. <coughs> I don't know how. Excuse me. Some erotic poetry, would that spice things up for Maris? yeah like like uh like some shell silverstein or something <laughs> where the sidewalk ends <laughs> my butt plug begins <laughs> dearest maris uh it's beautiful isn't spicy. it spicy it is so then we see fraser banging on the window he finally gets up to the house there and uh can he similar to Maris earlier, this is a common theme in Fraser, where people just kind of misinterpret what they see. So the audience knows what's going on. There's no romantic chemistry between Niles and Daphne, but Fraser from afar sees them, you know, locking in some kind of, exactly. And they misinterpret it. So then (laughs) Fraser walks in and makes a buffoon out of himself or whatever. Uh, but he quickly understands what's going on and then tries to pivot away and says, the night calls for music. And that's pretty much how this episode ends. Marty doesn't come back in. I don't remember what happens in the credits. What happened? They showed Eddie again, I think. That's what I thought. I, was like, yeah. I feel like this is just an Eddie credit. Yeah, I,
1: obviously, I didn't pay super close attention. God uh, damn it, George. <laughs> this time.
0: This a big dollar pod, all right. You know, it's like our sponsors are breathing down my nuts every damn week. Okay, like hey, buddy, all right, start keeping it clean on that thing. All the right? guys at
1: Gorilla Glue,
0: the guys at Gorilla Glue, are uh, Gorilla Glue are very upset. I can't believe it. Also, those guys from that sports trading card store around the corner are very upset. They paid me $8 in Ricky Henderson card values and said, Hey, buddy, put our name on there. Just say that sports trading card store around the corner. People will know. And just go find your local one. See if they've got a Ricky Henderson card. You know, I
1: took... When we went to the Byron Nelson one year I got like a whole crap ton of autographs on, on, the, <laughs> okay. on the programs. yeah For years, I still had those and I took that to that trading card store and that guy turned me away and he was like, because I had fluff. I had uh, I had uh, who was the fellow that, that um, I had Payne Stewart? Oh, the dead feller. Mm-hmm. The dead feller that died in the, in the plane crash. I had Payne, old Payne Stewart. I had Fluff, who was, if you don't know, that's Tiger Woods caddy with the big mus- mustache.
0: share Payne probably died before the plane crashed but maybe not maybe who knows i don't know they were all passed out up there due to lack of oxygen remember that's the one that just like flew forever oh yeah yeah like yeah. They, like that's lost right. cabin that's pressure right. and right. everybody was just like, like passed, passed out. out up there and well, it just flew and then like crashed into a field it's better that you i guess were passed out i know i agree i was like that's not a terrible way like if you're gonna be just in go a plane crash at least none of them i don't think had to have the like horror of, of like crash rapidly yeah. like ah! right just terrifying, Jesus. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the
1: guy, the guy was like. He he was like yo, these would be way more valuable if they weren't all on the same thing. Because I thought it was the exact opposite. I was like, look at all these people. No. I got Phil
0: Blackmar. I got I, I got all these people on stars to know that yes, the uh, the group ones are not near as. He valuable. denied me. He was like, no, you can't. I don't want in. I don't. Like a, no one will come in for these five all signatures. Of, no, there was like thirty. Oh okay. It was yeah.
1: a. I got like every single person that passed by. I also told you that a guy was was <laughs> Phil Mickelson when it wasn't Phil. Mickelson
2: I, and he I,
1: went up to him and you were like, hey, I love you, Mr. Mickelson. Can you sign this? And he was like, I think that Mr. Mickelson would like to sign that.
0: <laughs> look. Don't judge me that all dumbass white guys look the same. You're still mad about it, too. No, I'm not mad about it. I'm more, I'm more amused today of course I couldn't tell a couple dumbass old white guys apart. <laughs> They're all wearing the same damn stuff. It was like Yeah, it's real easy to tell good, cool golfers (gasps) apart, but if you're all going to dress like a (laughs) horse's ass golfer, then yeah, it's real (laughs) easy to be like, is that guy that white guy on this cover I, or is this guy? That I wasn't
1: white trying guy to that. prank you. I literally thought that that's was what I mean. exactly. so did I. I was like
0: even standing up close to him. I was like, yeah, that's Think probably him. that dude. Yeah, it's like, you're like, all right. Uh, hey, Mr. Mickelson. And they're like, no, no. that's another old white guy. over no. there. Like, Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure it just broke that guy's heart where he's like, uh, You don't even know who I am, do you? So you don't want my autograph? I shot a damn eighty-two today, kid. Like (laughs) (laughs) that's what I mean. I don't need this crap. More disheartening for that guy (laughs) than to be asked for your competitor's autograph. Like no, (laughs) I'm. I'm not Mr. Mickelson. Why don't you wait on that a-hole? That guy went home and he was like that filming. fucking kid. <laughs> I know, it's like such a rough prank to do to somebody.
1: It's so unintentional. Poor guy. I feel bad. I don't know who that was, but I'm so sorry, sir. <laughs> that was
0: Davis Love the <laughs> Third. Like, oh no. Oh God, I poor sorry. Mr. Love. <laughs> poor Nick Faldo. I'm so <laughs> and, sorry, Faldo. I didn't mean to do that. Oh my God. <laughs> and Some other like half half assed white guy. <laughs> and I was like David Duvall, yeah. you love him. Yeah, no, I would have known Duvall because he had the cool like sunglasses. Yeah, I would have known Stadler. That. That's what I mean. You gotta have a look for me to be like, oh yeah, that's that guy. Right. But if you're just a, like, dude, i will be like, I don't know. They all look the same. They did all look the same back then. Gosh. Moving on to our sideshow, Wings. Woo! An episode called Hey 19. Yeah, baby. That's the name of a Steely Dan song. Oh, it is? Yeah. It oh, is. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, it is. I didn't know that. I don't have that one queued up, unfortunately. I'm sorry. My Steely Dan... Uh, Q is not here right now. It's terrible. Someday, maybe I'll put some bed music in here, but I kind of don't care enough to put bed. Oh, what, in. to the sideshow stuff? Oh, yeah, maybe. You should. Maybe someday I will. Um, but Jordan gave me a, a heads up on wings here, said, yeah, he knew about wings. <laughs> and he was like, uh, just this is what I know about wings. Okay, okay, guys, here's one. If you were God, who would you strike down first? Deborah Messing. I find her insufferable. French Stewart, what are you squinting about? It's not even that bright. Yeah, he's terrible. What we need out there now is another Tim Daly. Who's Tim Daly? I don't even know who that is. From Wings? Nope. Tim Daly. He was on Wings. What? No, nobody here watched Wings. Is
1: that the one where there's a guy and he's like a, he's a,
0: he's a pilot or something? Uh, there's two guys. They're brothers and they're both pilots. <laughs> and wasn't there a fat guy with a mustache? That was Roy. He's hilarious. Was this a cartoon? No, my, oh my God, no, no, no. It took place in an airport. It, 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 the thing was on for 10 years it, and, the, and the funny repair guy was Lowell. It made Tony Shalhoub's career. Who? The tennis player? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Screw you guys. I don't even know you crazy people living under a rat don't know wings i love wings i love wings i love wings (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) yeah so quagmire i believe loved wings loves it well he's a pilot so he's a pilot makes sense uh, and where was that scene taking place? It in was in bin. like a weird hot tub like silo. It was, in like, a, beer silo? Vat. It was okay. a vat of beer. A vat of beer. In that
1: particular episode, they snuck into the Pawtucket Brewery, which is where okay. Peter works,
0: and they were they were taking a
1: hot tub and a vat
0: of beer. And that was an episode of Family Guy, yep. in case anyone didn't know where Quagmire comes <laughs> from. So... Yeah, that's uh what my experience with Wings is pretty much too. I was like, I remember it airing on the USA Network. So yeah. I was like all right, it aired, you know, in reruns and syndication when I was a kid. But I did not watch much. Wings oh, me neither. I
1: I actually never watched Wings, which is curious because it is the same
0: like production company as like Cheers and Frasier. Yeah, and that I d- also did not know that that these all technically shared the same cinematic universe. Now, when you
1: say that, does that mean that like? the characters are in the same world as the other characters. Like they could go to cheers. Correct.
0: That's so that they what could happen. go to Frazier's cheers characters. I believe did appear on episodes of wings. And since cheers characters also appeared on episodes of Frazier, it's it is all technically tied. all the same cinematic universe. There. Oh, okay.
1: I see what you mean. So like, okay.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yes. All created by David Engel, Peter Casey, and David Lee. Mm-hmm. So those are all the same three people that created Frasier here. So mm-hmm. that's why they can consider it the same universe. They're like, well, we can do whatever we want.
1: It's here. one of the Burroughs boys directing. Uh,
0: On this one, uh, this particular episode was Peter Bonaire's. Who's that? We mentioned this before. He was the dentist on Bob Newhart. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like curly-haired dude. He's a funny guy. Yeah. He wasn't the pilot. That was Howard. That was the like next-door neighbor, Howard on Bob Newhart. Bob show. Newhart. He was great. I did love Howard growing up. Man, oh man. Uh but Wings ran from 1990 to 1997 and Featured a lot of people. Like I said, you heard about Tim Daly there from Quagmire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lowell, the guy you mentioned. That guy's Thomas hilarious. I know, yeah, the dude from Sideways. Yeah. Love that guy. He he worked great in this role. He's so funny in this one.
1: I actually really liked this show. Like I, oh, okay. I It kept me laughing, honestly. like The show was witty and well-written. And I mean, we... We dropped in on season five, episode
0: 19, or whatever it was. Yes. So, like, season you know, five, 16. episode 16, we dropped in randomly. And it, you're right. For a like just episode in a bottle that I didn't know anything about the characters, easy to latch on to. Yeah. Decent enough writing. Totally fine. It was funny. And, and like, it made sense. The show makes sense, you know?
1: So it, it does. Yeah. Like, a small little town with a, what is it? It's basically
0: a taxi service for. Of a plane. I think it's like a small commuter airport. Yeah. We're like, yeah, not a lot of flights go in and out. They're going to fly you to
1: a bigger airport or some mm, shit. Yes, right? typically, yeah. right.
0: Yeah. Um, it, like I said, great premise. It clearly hung out in that one set all the time. They went over to some locations here. They went to a coffee shop in this episode, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's a good little setup for a series. Tony Shaloub, like mentioned here, lots of uh, good actors got their... Uh, Tony Shaloub. He was the
1: guy The the... The, the cop right was he the cop yeah it okay. was a
0: i would think it was a cop on something gotcha oh well he was monk i is that what you're talking about where he was the detective maybe that's what it is yeah m- he, a detective he was he was monk for he a
1: played of years. so he plays like a armenian guy or something in this one right
0: that was odd i yeah. was like or not odd but i was like oh okay that tony shalhoub's doing an accent right. in the show i was like all right very cool very cool uh, how this one opens is we get Lowell talking to Brian about deja vu in the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny little scene again. So they're flying. So I guess they do some cockpit airplane scenes every now and then. Right. Uh, but Lowell's like the repair man, you know, like he's out there working on all these tiny little planes or something like that. Yeah, he's keeping them running, keeping them running. So then we get to the airport terminal in our next scene here, uh, <laughs> Tony Shalhoub is Antonio Scarpaci. Oh, so he's Italian. He's Italian, dude. Uh, David Schram plays Roy. <laughs> Quagmire's right. That it, guy is funny. The guy is funny. <laughs> and so there's a dog around in the cafe, and everyone's rushing around to see the dog. I like that you just say Brian is there. Well, that thing, I only knew <laughs> Brian from the first scene right? I had to look up. I was like, who's Brian? <laughs> I like, going to have to get my bearings about me where I'm like, all right, Brian's here. Is he a big part of this scene? And he's not really. He's not one yet. of the brothers though, right? And, yeah. So yeah. the two brothers, I guess, are Brian and Joe. Right. And I don't know what their like positions are, but it looks like they're both Pilots. Exactly. Pretty in charge of the operation. And
1: right? one you can tell is like the older like more dashing good looking brother and yes. then the other one's kind of a goofball and looks like yeah, me. Looks like Steve. Yeah, it looks tough. like that guy that Daphne took out on a date. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: tough. Poor Eric. I mean, he did have another girl. I know what he was doing. He got what he wanted out of Daphne and moved on, I think. Actually, I yeah. know he only smooched her once unless he went like fear on a roller coaster style with the uh, Daphne out there. Uh, on that first date. I don't know if he got what he wanted. Doubt it. Yeah, Lord knows. Uh, So, yeah, no one can take the dog, but they all like him, basically. he's a really cute dog. He is. And then we get a young, attractive woman uh, coming in here, and she's introduced old Joe Hackett, and uh, her name is Courtney. These two exchange some flirtatious talk back and forth. Courtney's a very uh, curly-haired woman. Um... Again, I, I have a hard time like judging ages of people. Which in one the was 90s. this one? This lady Courtney's the like love interest in this one here, so she's not one of the principal characters. Oh, she's the, like the nineteen year old one. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And that's what I was getting to. Is like I couldn't tell that she was nineteen. Like I have a hard time telling. She could have been thirty three. Who knows? You know, like that hair. The hairstyles in the nineties make it really yeah. tough for me to figure out who's who. Oh I'm yeah, like that's a young person. Because no young person would willingly have that hairstyle, I don't think. But anyway, we find out she's 19 years old uh, because she runs into Helen. So Helen's this other woman who works at the airport there. And I guess she used to babysit this young Courtney girl here at some point in time. Uh, And the only reason this Courtney lady's there is that she's in the same class in college as this old lady (laughs) Faye. So I'm like, all right. Got a lot going on here in this first What's happening? (laughs) I was like, all right. We got Courtney hanging out. She's this young 19-year-old girl. She's in college with this old lady, Faye. She also used to get babysat by this woman, Helen. Helen. (laughs) And she's hot. Um, So that's kind of what this whole setup is about, that Courtney's over here. We see Faye talking about how nervous she is. Um, Because of the test. Because of the test. But there's this flirtation, and then the two dudes, Brian and Joe, exit the scene and go over to their office, and they're like, oh, my God. (laughs) She's so hot. I got to get everything (laughs) out of that 19-year-old girl. So rough. (laughs) It was pretty, like, 90s not even chauvinistic but just like i mean you know what you gotta do bro just she's young and 19 you use her dirty. and use her yeah you're like oh my god guys like do her and do her and throw her away man it's everything i feared about being 19 and trying to date girls It's was like <laughs> what's the point there's 32 year old dudes that are just running all over these chicks yeah. and i've got no shot <laughs> like they're they've got jobs and have had jobs and they're sleazy and they don't care. I'm like, and they're just going to say whatever. Yep. And I think sure enough, that's what happens in this episode ultimately. <laughs> um, but the goal of the conversation was like, yeah, man, they're 19. There's light and breezy and they don't want anything serious. So I'm going to go for it. I'm going to ask this chick out. <laughs> um, Joe says that he's in his thirties, so I think that's a big worry for him. Is hey, will people talk? I'm in my thirties, and she's only nineteen. I
1: figured it out. He's he would be thirty three. Oh, okay. Because they said at at one point in the episode that when she's thirty, he'll be forty four. Ooh, okay. Good so call. he he'd be fourteen years older. Damn.
0: Yeah, that's pretty rough. Is that right? Nineteen, twenty, thirty, four. Yeah. All right, thirty-three. I'm gonna trust you on it because I've done no math today. <laughs> it's I thirty-three. Cannot be accounted for for math. Get get me in front of a spreadsheet. But I was thinking like about update. it too. I was like, damn,
1: if he's thirty-three, like people in the '90s, I don't remember because we were children. They just look so old, yeah, or really young. So
0: it's right, that's I had. All, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to tell if they were a couple out there. But yeah, nineteen and thirty-three maybe it was a big deal in the 90s maybe not like i don't know i mean your friends at a tiny commuter airport would definitely talk if one of your co-workers babysat the girl and the other like, one
1: goes to college with her yeah
0: yeah it's like that was more the big red flag you're like hey man you're kind of poking this other chick over here like you're messing with her a little bit <laughs> like
1: yeah and we don't know the story maybe maybe the Hel- I think Helen and Brian had a thing it, at it one point. It seemed that yeah. way,
0: yes. Like there was some tension there. Or Joe. I think Brian was the it? long-haired one. Oh, so Joe's Joe. Mo- d- more dashing. So one. Joe and Helen
1: had a thing going on at some point.
0: Seemingly.
1: Earlier season. Hmm.
0: You would think.
1: I gotta watch it now. I gotta watch Wings.
0: I said, because Joe's the hottie. Like, yeah. Brian might be the funny guy, but Joe's clearly the hottie. The, he's the Eric. Right. Mm-hmm. He's the Eric. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> To a degree. I
1: met Prince Eric. You're exactly right. From the Little Mermaid.
0: So then we're back at the airport. Time has passed. Faye and Courtney return. And this is like later that night. So after the test happened. It seems to be late at night. Joe is still working at the counter. Like I said, they're like an airport taxi service or something. Uh, And Courtney says, hey, I got an extra ticket to Pearl Jam. If you want to come see Pearl Jam with me, old Joe. Hell yeah. And this gives everyone quite a good laugh. So another thing I have a hard time grasping is like, I guess 33 in the early nineties, you were just out of touch. Like you would not be into Pearl jam. Cause this gives everyone a good laugh. Like Joe's going to a Pearl like, jam concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So was he just yeah. major yuppie? Like into George Michael, like eighties stuff and like Duran Duran and had like, to have been. That's more kind of the vibe he, he, I think. If it
1: was a Billy Joel concert, then okay, it would have gone. It would have been ha- there, would have been no joke.
0: People would have been like, Oh, wow! But he agrees to go. He wants this 19 year old girl, and I don't think it's for her taste in music or her, <laughs> um, I don't know, engrossing conversation. <laughs> I think it's going to be something else that he's going for here for the creep factor we mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. So, all right, Joe. Do your thing. Then we go back to the airport. Shaloub is making out with people because he's got this dog around now. So Shaloub and the other dude, Roy, kind of like co-opted the ownership of this dog, I guess. Yeah, like, we, and the dog, the reason
1: is because they figured out that the dog attracts like attractive females because the females come up and they're like, oh my God, what a cute
0: dog. Yes, no dog. Yeah. Like, I guess they just figured so this they out. They just
1: figured out that that's, it has a little magic power
0: so he's allergic so he keeps sneezing his ass off which is a fun little just you know sitcom gag but like what if he hates it at the same time like he's doing it despite himself basically right, right. so that's fun <laughs> then we hear that Joe and Courtney are out on the tarmac rollerblading sounds badass dude love what a place blade. to rollerblade I know right a tarmac incredibly smooth I bet oh yeah long and straight oh man that that was like my golf shot that
1: <laughs> that would be the number like that, or like, I don't know, uh we used to go rollerblading in like parking lots, uh, yep used to grocery a store cocaine, grocery, grocery store lots. <laughs> <laughs> grocery
0: store, you're creating some false images of us, sir. I <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I saw you. I remember you in a lot of parking lots. You had that vial you wore around your neck. It was a little cross. Am <laughs> <laughs> I like a villain in a in like an Antonio Banderas film or something? <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure that was you. I've got a pretty good memory from those days, sir. <laughs> I will get him. I will. Pretty sure. I will find him. It was either you or Sarah Michelle Geller. I can't remember. We do look a lot alike. You do. Uh, so, Brian is uh, creeping on his brother's girl. He's uh, watching from afar and entranced by her rollerblading shorts, (laughs) which I do remember some skin-tight shorts going around in the 90s for rollerbladers. Like That was the look. They're like, hey, just wear skin-tight everything. Spandex. Which is now pretty commonplace. You can see skin-tight everything anytime you want. Oh, yeah. Now with the the invention of the yoga pant. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. The invention of a lot of things. Yep. Yeah, people will happily display it all, and uh, you know, keep it, keep it all wrapped up in that spander. It's pretty, pretty commonplace these days. But in the '90s, yeah, that was that was considered uh, scandalous. It was a little more scandalous, and workout only for sure. It was like this is only for workouts. You cannot wear this in public.
1: Do not go to you know the A and
0: E. Nope, don't go to the the A
1: and E. The, that's a TV station. Don't uh, go to the S and P.
0: The S P, The smith and poor bar Isn't that a place i don't know what you're talking S&P, about it's a grocery store you're talking about abercrombie and fitch yep yeah they've been around a long time they used to sell groceries they that's did. how they started you're not wrong i think actually <laughs> like like a sears and roebuck type yeah, thing they've been around a long time have they yes Wag- like 100 plus years wagons I'm
1: and guns and stuff
0: i don't know about the guns but in this country you never know mm-hmm. Ooh political take. <sighs> uh, so we're going to move on from that. <laughs> uh, Faye can sense that Helen is getting a little jealous by this whole Courtney deal with Joe. Um, so they get into a, just a, a healthy discussion about the natural evolution of women's bodies. Oh, yes. Because uh, it seems like that's more Helen's core issue here is that, yes, I've got more to provide to Joe than a 19-year-old but the nineteen-year-old has it going on because she's nineteen years old. You're like, yeah, she's in the prime. That's how it works, unfortunately. So, uh, so the old lady's like, yeah, you just deal with it. You get wiser. But I would still give up all my wisdom if I could get my ass back for a day. <laughs> and you're like, oh, all right. Old lady's a freak. Yeah. I liked it. Um, yeah the uh, thomas hayden church does enter here the lol guy he's I said, just very funny in this role enters real quickly and says he'll never be caught dead with a younger woman for some reason yeah
1: i forget what the reasoning was but it was
0: it was funny yeah it's a good stance to take in front of those older broads yeah it's like yeah i don't like old i don't like younger chicks i'm into those older yeah, ones. obviously had a bad experience or something Maybe. I think you know what it's going to end up being. Yeah. Hanging out with younger people. I don't do it, but it sounds like it would be a it's, massive beat down. It would be very exhausting. Yeah, I can. Hanging out with my kids is exhausting. I don't want to hang out with people 10 years older than them. Yeah. Ugh. I, I know. Kids 11. I don't want to hang out with a 21 year old. Be terrible.
1: It's oh, weird to think about.
0: I'm aware. <laughs> it happens fast. Yeah, it does. It goes fast. Uh, so Courtney and Joe enter from there. Oh, sorry. Hold on. A delivery person does show up and call Helen ma'am and she freaks out. <laughs> I remember getting called sir pretty early on like 2021. You'll get somebody calling you sir. Who's like 16 sure. or something just because sure. they're supposed to. So you can't take it out on service workers. They're supposed to do that shit. Well,
1: yeah. And like, even if it's not a service worker, if it's just like somebody in the wild, I've always, I always think like, oh, they're very respectful.
0: They are respectful. very respectful. Uh, so Courtney and Joe enter from the tarmac rollerblading, and they make out in the terminal for a long time. <laughs> uh, and then we find out Joe has to go to a poetry reading at a campus coffee shop. And Brian and the others want to go down there to check out the co-eds. I'm glad that it, you've clarified
1: that that was a different place, because I thought it was just like in the airport. Now, and I was like, that's a weird
0: thing to have in an airport <laughs> it would be a weird thing to have <laughs> in an airport so yeah i think they had to like drive to campus somewhere right. and it was probably like an on-campus coffee shop sure. or right by it Or something.
1: there was a when i went to school uh at, when i went to like a university there was a there was a bar It was like a campus bar yeah which i didn't know that they did but it was like kind of like that it was like in the basement of like a, a you know like a building
0: on campus and good way to make some Bar margins down there.
1: yeah it was bar like it, it was but they had you know all bunch of pool tables a full bar they had a stage played a couple of gigs down there with different you know things that i was involved in it was mm-hmm.
0: pretty it was pretty cool but mm-hmm.
1: they charged
0: an arm and a leg for everything yeah i remember some of your magician gigs they were good man you sold yeah. that lady in half yeah like badass dude. yeah and then yeah i just got out, i got out of it <laughs> um so, this is not just the dudes who are down there for the women. The women are also going down there to get hit on by some college guys, nah. it sounds like. Um, on the turntables.
1: Have turned, have
0: turned. So, they get down to the coffee house. Um, there's this other woman, Alex, who's around uh, during these back half of the scenes. She didn't do a bunch in the front half there, but she's kind of like Helen's buddy here. Right. So, she joined in on the body discussion and she... She just kind of like jumped in halfway through the episode. Yeah. So I was like, all right, Alex is around. Uh <sighs> Lowell is the first performer. <laughs> and I had a hard time reading what was going on here. Did he always do this? Or was he doing this as a gag because he knew his friends were there? I really don't know. Uh I would suppose
1: just he's kind of like a Kramer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's like the Kramer character of the show. And so like you can only You can only imagine that, like, he does this all the
0: time, (laughs) like, because he was very serious about it. So it's very odd. (laughs) There's some stuff like, ow, I bang my thumb. Ow, I bang my thumb again. You know, I eat my lunch, meatloaf. I drink from a thermos. Ow, I burnt my tongue. (laughs) (laughs) It's revolutionary. Incredible poetry there. Uh, and then we get Courtney reading My Lover, mm. and the poem basically boils down to, I love a dude a lot, uh, but a lot of people tell me he's too old. Yeah, and I will I will basically take my own life if yeah. I don't get to be with him or something. There's a little of that. Uh, so people are like, hey, man, you shouldn't have made this girl fall in love with you. Uh, that's a big problem. I thought you were just going for this light and breezy thing. So Joe <laughs> says, this is clearly about me. I'm the old dude here.
2: Naturally, uh, naturally he would think
0: that she invited him you yeah, know she yeah. invited him to this poetry reading she, and then
1: even before she went up she was like i hope you really like this oh yeah so right. i mean like you know the implication is
0: there what a beat down of a night to go <laughs> have to watch poetry for a while at like, a college thing. yeah it's like, like no offense i mean like i have nothing wrong with poets but it's just He's just trying to get laid. We all know that. Like, that's all he's trying to do here. Where It's like, you're not in here for the virtue of the poetry. You're just trying to get laid, man. Uh, Uh, So then we get back to the airport. Shalub is loving on that dog. Oh, yeah. But then a dude comes in, says it's his dog. Says he uses this dog to pick up women. (laughs) He's been doing it for like three years. (laughs) He's like, that's my dog. I used this dog to pick up chicks. <laughs> and they're like, alright. I
1: recognized that guy. I don't know who he was, but I had totally seen him on
0: other stuff. Yes, he was a a definite that guy. Also,
1: earlier when you said the delivery man, the delivery man yeah. was played by that guy from Something About Mary.
0: Yeah, he was in Something About yeah. Mary. Uh, Right? No, that's another little dude, but this guy was in a bunch of stuff. I feel like that guy that you're talking about was in like Full House episodes and like random stuff like he was that. in a big
1: movie i swear that guy with, he
0: probably like, was in a big movie i don't think he was the tucker guy that you're talking about oh and no no no! you're right you're right you're right i think that was a different actor no you're but right they look right. very similar and who is of- this guy i'm thinking he
1: was in he was in something like was it i'm doing this i'm making twitching noise, twitching know, with my face Jordan's because he a played a character like that he played a character where he twitched a lot
0: Yeah. You keep thinking about it. I'll power on. Okay. Uh, so Joe enters the office uh, with Brian there. And, uh, you know, they they basically go over the like, hey, you were supposed to just hook up with this chick and now you're not. Um, and Joe kind of gives up hope on his empty, meaningless relationship goals. He says, it's not even going to work. Even if I do this with a 19-year-old, like you mentioned, by the time I'm this age, she'll be this old. I'll be going through a midlife crisis again at 44 and looking mm-hmm. for another 19-year-old. So it's just not going to work. So I appreciate the foresight he put into this. It <laughs> says, hey, even if I was in love with her, I can't marry her because I'm definitely going to divorce her in 10 years sure. anyway. So I appreciate it. Good that. on him. Yeah, good on him. I appreciate that. Uh, at least he was honest
1: about the fact that he just wanted to
0: bone her. You're right. Um, I remember when you said boner to that cop. Maybe that was me. Uh, <laughs>
1: I think I we told that story in one of the first I think you're episodes. Right. <laughs> you're right.
0: Listen back to our saying boner to a cop might get you off the, <laughs> off of a ticket there if you just run a red light. Work, in front work of for a, us. You have to do a thick Canadian accent. Yeah. <laughs> so Joe has to go break it off with Courtney. They go back to the coffee shop. Joe says, "Well, I heard your poem." I mean, it must be about me. Courtney immediately starts to recoil. Yeah. <laughs> here, And, uh, she's like, no, that poem's about my professor. He's 45 years old. That's the dude I'm like super into. So you're wrong. Like a 19 year old, you're probably not the only dude she's hooking up with. <laughs> rando guy. <laughs> and It's like, The 45-year-old probably wasn't into Pearl Jam because he's probably married. Right. (laughs) She's probably hooking up with a married college professor. Correct. And then, hey, Joe, you look single and willing to do your thing. Want to come to Pearl Jam with me? So I bet she's getting some cash out of these dudes. And I don't mean like they're paying her for sex, but like... They're buying her stuff. Yeah. I mean, they'll pay their way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they'll pick up the tab for dinner. They'll buy drinks at the Pearl Jam concert because they're all trying to... I mean you know boner <laughs> all right that's been uh, this week's episode of sideshow Frazier. we hope you had a good time uh next week we'll be looking at an episode called and the whimper is tune back in next week or the week after that for another fabulous edition of sideshow Frazier. <laughs>